0: Hey hey, you're listening to The Hustle's Effect, a podcast about life, business, and everything in between. I'm Daniela and I'm Olivia. Let's get chatting. So
1: I wanna rewind it all the way back to the start and I wanna know all about how you started
0: Boss Lash Boutique Live. So it was all the way back in 2018. I was still in uni studying to be a primary school teacher. I just wasn't feeling like I was on the right path for myself. Basically, I started looking into the beauty industry and I did a quick course in how to do eyelash extensions and immediately I fell in love with it. So I knew that that was a path that I really wanted to pursue. So when you say you study teaching,
1: what made you want to be a teacher? Is that something you wanted to be from when you were little or is it something that came about in high school?
0: It wasn't even in high school. It was after I left high school, I still really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was working in hospitality. I kind of felt like I was going nowhere. Teaching popped up and I thought, hey, I think I'd be pretty good at that. I love children. I really wanted to work with children. Yeah, you could see yourself in that position. Yeah, absolutely. So I pretty much just thought, hey, I may as well try go to uni and see if this goes anywhere. But I got about 18 months into the course and yeah, I just realized it wasn't for me. You know what? That's a fair effort there. I feel like 18 months is actually a really long time. I think I realized after, after the first year though, but I just felt like I couldn't, stop because I didn't know what else I wanted to do there yeah. was nothing else for me to do so I, I thought totally I had to agree. keep going. and I
1: don't know about you but I felt so much pressure to stay in uni I felt yeah. like that was the only way to be successful like exactly. what else am I gonna do if I don't go to uni yeah
0: and it's like if you don't have another backup plan immediately and you tell people you're leaving uni it's like you kind of feel like a failure yeah and you feel like you are still just lost in life and you don't know where you want to go so I did another third semester and tried to stick it out but during that semester which was at the start of 2018 that's when I really realized that this is not what I wanted to do
1: I know I feel like so many times not just with this but in life you already know your gut feelings already telling you you know this isn't for me but you're in denial when you try to convince yourself and be like you know what no I've already put in this much time and yeah. I have all these expectations what else yeah. am I gonna do yeah, I'm exactly. gonna do a little bit of extra time but obviously it yeah. wasn't meant to be
0: no exactly
1: do you think there was a specific moment that you sort of had that thought oh you know what this isn't for me looking back
0: I think there was yeah there was a time when I was on my second placement it was in my third semester of uni I was on a placement in a childcare center and I just hated it like don't get me wrong I love the kids I appreciate the work of childcare workers it's not really an easy job no. but I just knew that it wasn't for me and I could not picture myself doing it long term I know I, I totally get it my story is quite similar to that yeah because you're studying law yes totally
1: different to anything in the beauty industry so when I was little I had this obsession with beauty it was always something and my mum used to be like oh my god can you stop putting makeup on and just go do your homework (laughs) and I was like no I love it I used to love watching YouTube videos I think I was 10 or 11 and I discovered the world of YouTube and back then Beauty gurus, that's yes. what they were called, yeah. were all the rage. It was like the best thing ever. So I watched all these makeup tutorials. I made my mum take me to Kmart and Priceline and buy all this makeup, which obviously mm. back then was not the best, but I actually built up my talent and my skills. And then I started doing it on my mum. My sister would beg them to let me do it. Yeah. And eventually I got pretty good at it. And, you know, people start asking me, oh, who
0: does your makeup? And be like,
1: oh, me, I do it. And then <laughs> I did it on Friends as I got older throughout high school. So I actually always had a passion for beauty.
0: How did you end up going from that passion into law?
1: Yeah, so my parents are from Serbia. So they were war immigrants, which I think is really important to mention because, you know, they didn't have a really easy life. Like they came to Australia, they didn't really know anyone. They had no money.
0: Yeah.
1: I can't even imagine being in that situation so they obviously didn't have it easy back home and then they came to this foreign country and it was just it would have been a shock and they actually had me maybe two years into being into Australia from memory wow yeah it was crazy so I actually grew up experiencing a lot of the hardships that they faced culturally financially every single way I think they really didn't want me and my sister to have the life that they had a really difficult life because I don't even think my dad didn't even finish high school. So when you compare that to with the education that I got, it's two different worlds. It was always expected of us to go to uni.
0: Did you feel this pressure to go to uni and be really successful to kind of show your gratitude and appreciation for what your parents went through? So
1: it was sort of always an expectation that I would go to uni. I was quite mimically gifted. I I hate that saying, but honestly, I found school really Fun, the learning aspect of it and it was something that came really naturally to me I always felt like I had to go to uni and I didn't really even know what I wanted to study
0: at uni I just knew it was something that I felt like I had to do there was no yeah. other choice I think So a I, lot of people experience that pressure as well especially in high school it's kind of put on your shoulders that you have to go to uni if you're going to become anything or if you're going to be successful the only way takes. to be successful yeah right? exactly
1: so I always knew I was going to go to uni. I didn't know what for and I think in year 11 I did legal studies and I actually really loved it. I thought it was really fun and then I think around that time I started watching that show, Suze. Do you know yes, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yes, I love yes. that show. The show made being a lawyer so glamorous and so cool and you'd make all this money and get to do all these cool things and every single day you'd get to dress up and wear high heels and put your makeup on. Again, going back to that love of beauty I had, I was like, oh,
0: yes. Those shows are just not realistic. Yeah,
1: look beautiful every day. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's very far from the truth, but we will get to that. After that, I decided, you know what, I'm going to be a lawyer and I was already doing really well in school. So I just kept at it. Year 12 came around. And during the last term of year 12, I actually burnt my hand. I ended up in hospital because my my right hand was completely burnt. They were second degree burns, but they were still really intense. I had to have surgery. I was on a lot of painkillers. And around this time, final exams were coming up and final assignments. And I couldn't even use my right hand. I didn't even know where I was half the time. I was in hospital for so long. My teachers really stepped up because I said you know what I'm not gonna let this affect me yeah I have a goal I want to get into uni I knew I needed a high ATAR at the time and this was not going to stand in my way this was not going to become an obstacle so I persevered my teachers all helped me with my assignments and my exam prep and somehow I managed to get into a double degree of law honors and psychology I was so excited I remember finding out I literally cried oh my
0: god I wow. just was so excited yeah. this
1: was what I wanted and I did it and even though life threw all these obstacles at me I was like you know what yeah. I'm not gonna let that stop and me as I'm soon as you had going. your
0: injury you probably expected it was over like how am I gonna get through this yeah I
1: remember my parents were really worried I'm pretty yeah. sure at the time they would have been thinking oh my god is this gonna affect it and I know yeah. it sounds so silly but when you've come from nothing and you've built this life for yourself and you want your children to have a better life than yeah. you I think that's Just a natural response. So I got into law. I had started working years ago. I would have been 18 and a half at this time. I started working when I was 14, and then I got a job in retail, which I was working at the end of year 12, and I worked it all the way up until middle of 2021. So like I would say peak pandemic time. I was so miserable. I, at the same time as working this retail job, I was also working at a law firm. I managed to get myself a job at a law firm with no experience. And I was so wow. proud of myself. And I had all That's these a expectations. massive expectations for Thank your age you. as well. I had all these expectations and I was like, oh my God, I get to go to work every day, yeah. dress up and do all these cool things. <laughs> Let me tell you, no, 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 it was nothing like that. It was a really small law firm, literally me, my boss. I took on so much responsibility and not even knowing anything. I wasn't even out of law school. I was still in uni and actually had no idea. I didn't even study this subject. So I worked in wills and estate administration. And like I said, I hadn't even studied this subject. So it was all new to me. I was definitely a fish out of water. And I had all these glamorous expectations and it was not like that. I was meant to be working two days a week, which I still did, but I crammed so much in those two days at the same time at being at uni and working this retail job, which took up my weekends and I hated it. I was becoming really miserable. I didn't like who I was at the law firm or at the retail Mm. job. And I just realized, you know what? I've had enough of this job. I need to do something else. And I was thinking, you know, just something to get me through, to make enough money that I can replace both of those jobs, which at the time, honestly, wasn't much. I had really wanted to work in beauty and I thought, what am I going to do? And I had heard of body sculpting for ages. It was something I heard of many years ago because I struggled with my own issues, yeah. my own body image yeah, issues. I was going to say, how
0: did you even get introduced to body sculpting? Yeah, because, because so I loved beauty for yeah. so long.
1: I actually did at the same time as I was working at the retail job in the law firm, forgot to mention this, I was doing makeup on the side as well. I had heard of body sculpting and cause I struggled with all these body image issues and all this stuff in school. I really was always intrigued by it, but it was never something yeah. that I could afford. So I never even tried the treatment. I eventually saved up enough money to try the treatment. And I actually ended up, I think I tried the treatment after I ordered my machines, which is hilarious. Wow. And, I, and I was in the midst of doing my treatment. Already committed. <laughs> yeah. So this was last year in 2021 and middle of the pandemic, everything was still crazy. Yeah. I think they had just lifted the restrictions on beauty for SA from yeah. what I remember
0: So you kind of deciding that you wanted to pursue beauty over law, was that just through your job at the law firm and kind of realising that it's not the environment that you want to be in and it's not the career that you want to have?
1: I was becoming so miserable. I hated going to work. I hated who I was becoming. I was becoming this robot where I would just, you know, in my job, I heard all these terrible things all these really morbid things and I remember catching myself one day and thinking, oh my God, I'm not feeling anything towards this and not to say I wasn't feeling anything in my real life, but in that moment I thought, why would I want to work in this job where I feel really, one, miserable and two, I'm listening to all these stories about death and I'm just like, oh yeah, cool, another day in my life, typing on the keyboard, no, I really caught myself and I said I'm not happy and I don't want to live a life where I'm not happy I'm gonna stop this job for now I've got the experience I'm gonna go and try to figure out something else to do and I thought am I gonna go into another retail job no it's gonna be the same thing again and again and it just wasn't for me so I loved beauty I was doing makeup decided to go into makeup a bit more made an Instagram for makeup which I think at the time was called Beauty Bartonella or something like that, which even a year later, I'm already like, oh my gosh. It's funny though, the growth.
0: It's okay, I had one like that too. I used to be called Lashes by Liv. (laughs) I think so many people do. When you're brand new to the beauty industry and you're put on the spot with having to come up with a business name, it's kind of overwhelming because you you don't know yet and you haven't found yourself yet. So the simplest thing is to just go with something with your name in it. Just use your name. With just the standard kind of... lashes by or beauty by or hair by things like that because it's just the easiest option
1: I think the good thing about that is Instagram is so great Facebook is so great you can just change your name and people totally understand you can rebrand so easily yes so good so going back I started this Instagram it actually really took off I was doing makeup every weekend I was still working at this retail job I was still working at the law firm I had a lot going on I was still at uni. All these things going on it was just taking too much time I thought back and I thought you know what as much as I love makeup I really want to do something else and body sculpting stood out for me so much and yeah I tried the treatment after I decided I was going to do it I had already ordered yeah. my machines I literally woke up one day I think I had a really bad day at my retail job and just went I hate this I don't like who I am I don't like how miserable I am. If you know me, you know, I was always complaining about my job. He was like, oh, what are you doing this week? And I was like, oh my God, I have to go to work. Yeah. I woke up and I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm not going to sit here and complain and be miserable. I'm just going to do it. I looked into what you needed to do. Literally spent my whole savings that I had worked yeah. for, for the last like three and a half, four years since I was 15, 14, just did it my parents were shocked. They were so confused. They were like, why are you doing this? Yeah. This is not what we raised you to much do. much
0: judgment from the, the people close to you? Definitely. Because especially, you know, coming from a family where you have this pressure on your shoulders to really succeed and go to uni and do well, switching from law to beauty can be confusing to some people. <laughs> and I experienced the same thing. It's like when you switch from something that seems like a really stable, steady, normal job to starting your own business and entering the beauty industry, you can get some judgment from people did you experience any of that when you changed yeah of
1: course definitely I think it's something to be expected no one is going to understand why you're starting I mean a few might but they'll never really understand like yeah. you do and my whole reasoning was I wasn't going to quit uni I just hated the jobs I was doing I needed a break from that law job and I just needed to replace the money that I was making and I thought you know what I want to do something I enjoy something that makes me grow as a person get some knowledge you know I didn't really think anything would come off a of, So I quit my retail job and I think this was August or September last year. I already had my machines. I already did my training. I was just doing it on friends and family. And I remember at the time I thought, you know what? I can't do this from home. I took what seemed like the biggest leap. And it honestly was at the time to rent a beauty space from someone else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a massively
1: best decision I ever did. It just wouldn't have worked if I did it from home. There's not enough space. Yeah, so many factors. So I did that. And I remember thinking at the time, it's too hard with messages. I'm going to look into getting a booking system, which was true $30 a month. And I remember being terrified. How am I going to cover this $30 a month? Everything I'd saved, I had used. And it seems a bit silly, but that $30 really was like the make or break point. I just did it. I advertised it. I think at this point, only a couple people were doing it in a say, maybe like two or three that I knew of. I bought the booking system and I did it. And I was booked out before I even started for two months. Wow. Which was just crazy. I never expected that. that's
0: amazing. That's amazing. It was crazy scary. I didn't
1: know what to do. And I thought, oh, maybe it's just a fad. Maybe people are going to come in. They're going to hate it. They're not going to like me. I just didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Roll around to October 1st, started my first day. And honestly, since then, I haven't looked back. It's been the absolute best decision I've ever made. And I love it. And I'm so glad I didn't listen to those people. Not yeah. my parents, just other people who went, oh, my gosh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have spent all that money. And yeah. I get it. And I get my parents, too. You know, you come from this mentality of not having anything. You've built this life for your children. And even though they've worked to make their own money, you don't want to see them make a mistake. I think that's a natural mm. parental response to anything. Of course. I understand they came from that scarcity mentality of, you know what, you're doing so well, keep at it, keep working, you'll get there, you'll become a lawyer and make all this money. So fast forward to today, I'm not working at this law firm anymore. I quit that job only in March this year. So good. I just instant like relief Mm. off my shoulders, but I am still studying my degree in psychology and law. I'm about to finish my psychology degree. And then next year I finish my law degree. And I always say, oh my gosh, I hate uni so much. It really sucks. But I love learning. learning. So I'm finishing my law degree next year and I just can't wait. I I still am finishing my degree for a couple of reasons. One, because I genuinely love learning. And two, I still have that feeling of wanting to make my parents proud and wanting to see their expressions when I stand up there. And it probably means more to them than it means to me, honestly. But yes, it's a combination Mm. of me doing it for myself and me doing it for my parents. And I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with that. No,
0: And you've come this far. In uni, you may as well complete it. And then at least you've got that, you've got that degree behind you. Yes. I sort of call it a
1: backup, even though I really know deep down, I will never go back to that job, (laughs) but I think... It really has taught me so much, not just in business, of course, you know, things like reading contracts, etc., etc. things to mm. look out for, but also in you've life. You've got a lot
0: of knowledge behind you now as well. Just even if you don't actually enter the law industry, you've got all this extra knowledge and seeing as you love learning so much, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I think, you know, you expand
1: your knowledge. It opens all these different doors for you that you wouldn't have really been able to open if you didn't have that knowledge. Mm. So I do not regret starting my degree. And it is something that I will finish. I'm sure once I finish it, we'll come back for an episode of things that I learned, things (laughs) that I wish I did differently. So we'll get there.
0: So obviously initially when you, told your friends and family that you were going to pursue body sculpting and open your own clinic there was a lot of support some people would have been a little bit confused but now that it's been long enough that you've proven your success you've proven that you can make a really good career out of this what's their opinions now like how do your family feel about your business that's such a good question obviously when things are new everyone's sort of scared for you we've touched
1: on that now my parents do ask me every single day and they literally go how's work going you still got work I'm like yes yes I still have work you know I think it's just a natural thing given what they've gone through my partner has been the biggest support ever so that's been amazing Mm. honestly though I feel like I lost a few friends in the process and I don't know if it's I wouldn't say it's just from starting my business. I think a lot of factors go into it, like the time you put in, the energy yeah. you and put in. And you've grown up
0: as well. When you start a business, you don't have all the free time that everyone else has. You have to grow up in a way that you become your own boss. You're responsible for everything. Definitely. You don't just go to work, do your shift and come home and knock off and switch off. Work like It doesn't work like that. No. Along with that comes working weekends. And that's another thing that I think can impact friendships a lot when starting yes. a business. And that leads me into my question for you. Yeah. What are the biggest sacrifices you've had to make
1: starting your business?
0: So I think one of the biggest ones for me was sacrificing structure in my life. And that may sound silly because everyone always says to me, oh, you're so lucky to have your own business because you can make your own work hours. And it's like, yeah, it seems simple to other people, but I actually work a lot of my hours around my clients. I have to make myself available for when people need me. So that means working weekends, that means working late nights. I don't have the same structure as I used to have at the jobs that I've had previously where you just get a set roster. Yeah, your routine changes. Yeah, and even when I set my own hours, I get messages from clients saying, oh my God, I need to see you soon. Please, are you free this weekend? And you feel for them because they become your friends. You know, you end up
1: seeing your regulars more than you probably see your actual friends.
0: And especially when it's like loyal, regular clients, they're desperate for a lash refill. I've got, you know, free time... Tuesday night I'm like okay well I guess I'll see you Tuesday night then and then my then my evening is gone and as much as I don't mind doing it for those loyal regular clients it does take away a lot of the structure of my life and I do sacrifice a lot of my night time with my partner yeah. my weekends with my friends and family that's something I think a lot of people don't realize about starting your own business you're your own boss. Everything is your responsibility. Yeah. If you don't go to work, you don't get paid. As exactly. Well. That's and then another sacrifice is job stability. So as much as I love what I do, I find that I struggle with what you just said. If you don't work, you don't get paid. We don't get annual leave. We don't get sick leave. If you can't work, you can't earn money. We have to pay our own super. What if for some reason clients stop booking in?
1: yeah we it's don't get it's paid always.
0: and as much as we try our best to keep it stable and it is successfully stable it's not guaranteed it's not like being on a contract in a company or anything else like that it is just all on your shoulders I totally agree it's always on the back of your mind you know, sometimes I might have a quiet
1: week and I'm like oh my god what does this mean? I know exactly. But then the next week after
0: that will be like booked out and you'll have people messaging you asking for out of hours appointments. And it's like, oh my God, okay, it's all good. It's all good. But then it happens like that. It's just back and forth. It's constantly being stressed. that's
1: natural. Yeah. I think it's really important to know that as with all things in life, you have your periods where it's super busy and then you have the periods where it's not so much. Mm. And I think as long as you know that and you're making use of your time and whether that use is you know you're relaxing you're getting to spend time with your partner or you know what you're planning for your next step i think it's really important Mm. just to be aware of you know these are my busy periods these are my quiet ones but that's a lesson that you learn obviously as time goes on exactly
0: and going back to what you said about almost losing a few friends and disconnecting from people when you first start your business. I experienced that when I started my business, which was almost three years ago now, because I was working three jobs, basically. I was working in a primary school. I was an SSO. I was doing that four days a week. And then I was working in hospitality as well, doing that two days a week. And on top of that, every single afternoon, after I finished my job at school, I would have two or three clients. Then every single weekend after my cafe job, two or three clients. And then on my one day off of the week, I would fill it with clients. I didn't have a day off for about three or four months. And when you are that busy and you don't even have as little as an afternoon to spare, it is really hard to stay in touch with people. So hard and a lot of people don't understand that. And that's a piece of advice I would give
1: to anyone who's either considering starting their own business or just freshly started that sacrifice is something that is inevitable if you want to be successful. Yeah. You know, I can't even count how many times I missed out on events or just little things, you know. I'm getting a bit better now that I've been in this business for about thirteen, fourteen months. Which doesn't seem like a long time, but it really is once you start getting that stability. Of yeah. You know your hours, you know when you're really busy. I've cut back my weekends so that I get time not only to go to the big events, but just little things, exactly. you know, like getting to spend time with my partner, getting to see my family, getting to go out for lunch, like that's such a big mm-hmm. luxury. Or even I don't really do late nights too much anymore because you know what? I value my time now and
0: I value the self-care I mm-hmm. have. And you can't be everything you have to yeah. prioritize, you know. And I think when you're starting your business, you accept the fact that you have to sacrifice a lot of your free time and you put everything into your business. You give it your heart and soul. It's your baby. And that is your main priority. Exactly. It's your baby. So now that I'm so far into having owned my business, it's been almost three years I don't really have as much of an issue with those things anymore because it was about six months into starting my business. I only gave myself one day off a week. Yeah. And that was Sundays. And that was the day that I would use to run errands, prep food, clean the house, it's just not things a day like off. that. It's not a day off. It's just my like maintenance day basically. It was about six months or so into having my business that I thought, no, I can't actually function like this. I'm just surviving. I'm not even living. I need to give myself a little bit more time. And although I had some clients that would regularly see me on a Monday, I thought, no, I need Mondays off. I need to have Sundays and Mondays because Mondays will then turn into my day for errands, shopping, cleaning, and Sunday will be my day to socialize, hang out with my partner, see my family, and do everything that I want to do. And once I made that distinction and I decided, no, I need to give this to myself. It's about setting boundaries. Yes, exactly. And it just opened up my life and it stopped me from feeling... Any resentment towards my job. It just made me love it because I actually was able to give myself what I needed. Yeah, and looking after yourself. And you do sacrifice so much in the beginning that once you've kind of settled into a routine, a rhythm, you've got consistent clients, it's easier to kind of give yourself what you need.
1: Definitely. I think it's really important to look after your health, not just physically, your mental health, your emotional health
0: if you're not looking after yourself mentally, you're not going to be able to deliver the best service possible no. to your clients. Because what we do involves a lot of talking to people. Yes. You almost put on a persona with people, and if you're not having a good time mentally, if you're not all there, you can so
1: tell when you're not
0: feeling it. Yeah. No
1: one wants to go to an appointment and be like, "Oh no, the she person was in a who's bad doing mood. my treatment is not I'm not feeling this. Yeah. I'm spending my hard-earned money and." This is just terrible.
0: Okay. You don't want to feel
1: like that. Your client doesn't want to feel like that. It affects your reputation. You've got to look after
0: yourself so you can, so that you can continue to provide the best service possible to your clients.
1: In the beginning, a hundred percent, you will work more than you've ever worked in your life. Not only in your business, you will work on your business. Do not
0: expect it to be easy. It will not be easy.
1: Expect to miss out on a lot of things, but you have to think, you know, it's a short term sacrifice for a long term gain. Yeah.
0: And believe me, it is worth it. I would, I would never go back. Sometimes I actually
1: pass the job where I worked and I think, oh my gosh, if I could go back and tell my younger self, you know, you just stick at it, you're gonna learn so many lessons and it's gonna be so mm-hmm. worth it. I'm so grateful yeah. now for where I am, or where I'm going. I'm just excited for the whole thing. So this leads me into another question I have for you, Liv. What is one piece of advice you would give to someone considering to start their own business?
0: My biggest piece of advice would be just do it. Take the leap. I totally agree. Yes, absolutely. I think once you take that leap, make it happen. Don't look back and just give it everything you've got. 100%. I have this saying, and I'm sure if you know me, I'm sure
1: Liv knows this. She has heard me say this so many times. You will never grow in a comfort zone. Yes. And you will always think of an excuse why you shouldn't do something. Mm And I just say to everyone, I said, you know what? Just do it. You're never going to have the perfect timing.
0: Yeah. You're always going to have an excuse. You have to take risks, and it may make you feel uncomfortable or scared, but you have to embrace it. I think
1: every day you should honestly do something that scares you. And you know what?
0: That doesn't mean like go bungee jumping. No, that's not
1: what it means. You know what? Send that message that you were scared to send Mm -hmm. in regards to your business. And
0: when I started my business, I absolutely was way out of my comfort zone. I'm a massive introvert too. Yeah. I just like to stay in my little bubble and do what makes me feel comfortable. But leaving my job at the school to pursue beauty was so strange to me because I was never even that into beauty. Like I'd never even got my lashes done when I became a lash tech. So we had a totally opposite sort of experience. Exactly. Like it just kind of happened. And the reason that I pursued it was because my sister said to me one day, I think you'd be really good at doing lashes. And I was kind of like, Oh yeah, I think I would be too. Yeah. And then I just looked into the course and i I literally just took the leap of faith. And that's why I'm saying this is the best piece of advice I can give to someone. It's because as soon as my sister and I had that conversation, it was like, yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm going to look into it. And then I found the course. I booked it for like a week or two later. It was only a three day course. I went and did it and... That's it. I fell in love with it. And from that moment onwards, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And so I dropped everything and I did it.
1: That's so cool. I find it really interesting that you never even had your lashes done before you became a lash tech. (laughs) So, did you actually get your lashes done? Obviously, after, but was it? like quite soon after you were like, I guess I should really know what it's like to get my lashes on. And was it later down the track?
0: It was later down the track. That's so crazy I to me. I just didn't. Yeah. I was so focused on my own business and working that, I didn't have time. Yeah. It never like, occurred to you that yeah.
1: maybe I should go and get it done. Yeah. yeah. And
0: like, as I said, I didn't have any free afternoons or weekends and I was just kind of like, oh, I don't care. I'll get them done at yeah, some point. That's funny. And that's then obviously. I think I ended up waiting until the following Christmas. So it would have been maybe four months after I started oh my, my gosh, business that I got them crazy. done for the first time. And it was a really weird experience. Did you
1: tell any of your clients that you've
0: never even had your lashes done? I did actually. I was very forthcoming with that. Everyone was really confused. That's so funny. What do you mean I your imagine. lash tech who's never had their lashes done? I was like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. Because I feel like most people have done what they work in before they've actually yeah. decided to work in it. That's but why I was, it was so
0: it just fell in my lap like it was so random in a way yeah. because I was at uni pursuing teaching, decided against that. Became an SSO because I knew that I still wanted to work with children. I really still had in my mind that I wanted to work with children. So I was then going to pursue working in primary schools. I was working as an SSO. I loved what I did, but it was a challenge. And then when my sister suggested lashes, I just kind of thought... Why not? And I had a spare room. My partner and I lived in our first apartment together. We had a spare bedroom that was not being used. And I was like, oh, I could do it out of there. And then I found a few things on Marketplace, like, you know, like I found a beauty bed, yeah. I found all sorts of things. It and all just, was just was comes like, together like it's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it all just started coming together really, really quickly. I think I did my course on the 22nd of August in 2019. And by the beginning of September, I had my business up and running and I was taking clients.
1: And imagine how easy it would have been for you to be like, oh, why would I do that?
0: You know, I never even
1: have had my lashes done, so that's just silly.
0: Yeah, I, I was just immediately open to the idea. That's why my biggest piece of advice is to just go for it I because that's what I did and look at where it's taken me three years later and I'm still running boss lash boutique where I've got amazing clients I've formed so many friendships I met you through it yes oh my gosh
1: that's something we haven't even mentioned so Liv and I actually met because my original lash tech, which she is absolutely amazing was going on maternity leave and I thought where am I gonna go like <laughs> lashes are such a thing you, you know if yeah. you get them done you don't want to go to anyone else not just because of
0: how they look but I have really sensitive eyes I know yeah and, and also the person scary. I think it matters a lot about the lash tech themselves because you spend so much time with them in a close environment. You know, for me, I'm in this small room one-on-one with my clients for upwards of an hour. Yeah. So when you're finding a lash tech, it's not just about the quality of work. It's about the person themselves. And if you're comfortable in that environment, if you feel like you can talk to them and if you feel safe. I so agree. So one of my clients actually recommended Liv.
1: I believe that's how I I met you. We just hit it off straight away. I feel like we started talking and yeah, we haven't looked back since. Somehow we evolved into this. That is a great piece of advice that I think is really awesome for everyone to know. Just do it. Just get out of your comfort zone. We hold ourselves back. At any point in time, you can literally remove your physical being and change your situation, which, of course, is so much easier said than done. And it's still something I'm working on that, you know what? In any situation, I'm not happy with my job. I'm going to go and do something different, which Mm -hmm. sounds crazy. But that's because we're so comfortable in our comfort zones, but nothing will ever come out of that. Nothing major in your life, nothing that makes you really happy. If you're unhappy, just because you're in a comfort zone does not mean you should stay there. Get up, change your life. Let's do it one step at a time. I think it's really cool that you said you're an introvert as well because I feel yes. like that was me. That
0: yeah. is me. I don't know and which I, way to go. I just want to put this out there for people who may be considering starting their own business, but they're very introverted and they find it hard to talk to other people because that's something I have really struggled with. Yes. And as I said too. before, a huge part of being a lash tech is talking to your clients Mm -hmm. and you know you are alone with them you do have to generate conversation and it's up to you not to the person exactly it's up to me to create that conversation and to also figure out whether my client wants to talk to me or not and what kind of vibe they're giving me so that was something I really struggled with when I started my business because I was so so uncomfortable when i first started taking on clients because you know at that point in time it would take me over two hours to do one full set of eyelashes so that's a long time to be alone with a new person you've never met in a situation where you're really close to them their eyes are closed they can't see you they probably feel vulnerable. vulnerable exactly but that's something i had to learn and it's something that i've learned and it's grown on me so much that it's just who i am now i have the ability to talk to people where I never used to and it's brought me out of my shell so much as an introvert don't get me wrong I'm still extremely introverted (laughs) but it has helped grow me as a person so much so if that's something that you're concerned about when it comes to starting a business just go for it yeah and you will find yourself and you'll figure it out I totally agree I was quite introverted too to be honest most
1: of my childhood and even teenagehood think that's what you'd call it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really speak unless I was spoken to. I was never outspoken. I never shared my opinion, but it also still wasn't something that I did until I started my business. Even in that period of time where I'd put out my bookings, I put out my services I was still not really comfortable talking to people, which is so funny now. Looking back, yeah. I feel like I could talk underwater. No, against this podcast, yeah. <laughs> I was really worried before my first day. I Thought, how am I going to talk to people? I don't know. Oh, it's so yeah. scary. And I just did it. When you're in that situation, you're forced to do it. Again, stepping out of my comfort zone. I pushed myself, I knew, okay, I'm just going to do it, I did it, now I can talk to anyone, feel all the vibes, feel whether someone wants to talk to you, whether they don't, it's just something you naturally learn, and in any industry, not just the beauty industry, and in any sort of concept not just talking to someone
0: no absolutely for example my partner's business it's all online it's e-commerce so he doesn't actually face-to-face talk to people but something he had to learn was how to film himself on camera to upload to social media and how to reply to messages and emails in a professional manner like it, it no matter what kind of business you want to start or what industry you're in or what company you work for you have to learn how to talk to people. And that is some something... some way or another. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's always
1: something you have to learn. And yep. if you wait until you've learned that skill, you're never going to start because there's yep. always something that you're going to And as daunting
0: as it seems in the beginning, give it a little bit of time you won't even have to think about it. You now no. you know, my clients come in and even when I've got new clients, I'm not even uncomfortable anymore. I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. Yeah. I love getting to know new people. I love telling new people about me Yes. and, you know, introducing myself You know to how them. to make
1: people comfortable, which is also not only a great business skill, but also a great skill to have in your life, yeah. whether you continue on with your business or whether you go in a whole different direction. Exactly. To wrap things up, I just want to ask you one more question, Liv our podcast is called the hustler's effect what is your main hustler's effect this basically means what is the biggest effect owning a business has had on
0: your life so far Fuck. i think that's a great question my hustler's effect has been the sacrifices that i had to make in the beginning but who it's turned me into as a person now and the success that it's given me now what about you Daniela? what is your main hustler's effect
1: my main hustler's effect would be my mindset i'm just so much more confident so much more positive i think about things in a different light especially in terms of lessons i don't go why is this happening to me so much i go what is this trying to teach me and i know it sounds super silly and super cliche and it's definitely a hard thing to do in the moment But it's something that comes with practice. And when you start asking yourself, what lesson is this situation trying to teach me? You will find the silver lining in any situation. So yes, that is my main hustler's effect, my whole
0: mindset. And now we want to ask you guys as well, to end this podcast, what is your hustler's effect? Yes, think about it. Think about a job you're currently
1: in and ask yourself, what is the main thing I have learned from my working career thus far? Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode.
0: Join us next week on Tuesday at 10 a.m. Bye. Bye.